Welcome to the Merchant and the Pitchman podcast, where each week we bring you experiences and winning ideas in merchandising, selling, and life. I'm the Merchant, Jeb Buffington. And I'm the Pitchman, Brad Helbing. I know what it means to look across the table at a merchant and get the deal done. And Jeb knows how to bring product to market. Getting a yes is hard work, but we're here to help. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. So, again, this is the Merchant and the Pitchman podcast, uh, kind of the introductory episode. Um, so I think the, the most fitting thing to do is uh, talk about who is the merchant uh, and who is the pitch man. So uh, we got Jeb Buffington, the merchant. Yeah. And, 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 and Brad Helbig. Brad Helbig, the pitch man. Yep. So um, just in, in very, very quickly, what is a merchant, right? What does that mean? Okay. Yeah, so a merchant, so I'm a retail merchant. I've been one for 16 years with some of the largest companies in the country, right? Um, spent a large part of my career in consumer electronics and now home improvement. I've been in dirt, I've been in engines, I've been in a bunch of stuff. But at the highest level, the merchant decides what goes in a store, on a website, you know, sold to the pros. Um, and we set the whole strategy around how it gets sold. So we do all the negotiation on buying, we set all the rebates with suppliers, we decide what the supply chain is going to look like, how it's going to be presented in the store, what the promotional strategy is going to look like, and ultimately the exit strategy for when it's done with its life. Um, and then even if anything comes back, it is still <laughs> our problem. Right. And so anything that gets returned, you've got to think through all of that. So. Ultimately, that's what a merchant is. We decide what goes in the stores and where it goes and how we sell it through. Um, that's what we're chiefly responsible for. So we deal with suppliers yep. all day, every day, uh, and that's how we met. Um, and uh, uh, in, in the environment that I'm in right now, it's big box retail. And so we deal with some of the largest manufacturers and brands in the world, yeah. right? Um, so your turn. Yeah. What's a pitch man? So, pitch man, it's funny. So, uh, essentially, sales, right? So that's what we're talking about is uh, uh, the you know the relationship between uh, a buyer and the person mm -hmm. who is uh, selling to them. So uh, uh, basically, you know, I've been doing sales my whole life, um, and really jumped into this industry um, about five years ago um, formally. Right, got into this industry and uh, really. All the experience that I had prior in my career, worked a little bit in finance, selling money. So concrete to commercial job mm -hmm. size. And then I get here and it was just like, I've landed in exactly where I'm supposed to be, right? Yeah. So um, I did want to talk about one thing though, is when, you know, when we talk about sales and you and I have discussed this in the past, is there's a common misconception and a common uh, a theme about, you know, people think sales are thinking the guy who's trying to, you know, Get yep. you to say yes. Get you to buy, buy your a watch. car. Here, here. Buy your watch off the road. Exactly. Get the jacket out. So there definitely <laughs> is uh, not what we're talking about here, right? So um, I wanted to just kind of level set where we where we are with that. So I would guess you would call it high level sales, right? When you're getting here, you're talking a large, large account. So if you're if you're a, a buyer for a big box retail, you're talking in most cases billions of dollars. Yeah, right? it could be right. So some of the biggest. most of your suppliers yep. um, are hundreds of millions of yes. dollars in, in yes. most cases, right? So uh, suffice it to say that you know 
that's what we're talking about is 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 managing selling managing from all levels you know that revenue and that yes. stream for for a business so it's a little different than just uh selling a selling yeah. a watch on the side of the road so uh i guess jeb what's interesting is why do we why are we having this conversation why are we sitting here yeah. and what is it that we think that we can do uh, and how did that come to pass yeah right? so like you said this is the introductory episode where we're just kind of introducing ourselves but part of that story is how we met, yep. right? Yep. And so being a merchant, I've never actually bought a single thing from Brad. <laughs> nor have I tried to sell right? you a single and thing. Nor have you tried to sell me a single thing. But we've been in the same rooms and the same environments for a few years now, That's right? Correct. That's correct. Um, kindred spirits, we'll just say. Nice. Right? And we've dreamed up doing this for a long time. We've talked about it, not taken action on it. But now we're like, hey, it's a new year, 2020. New year, new you. That's right. Correct. So here we are doing this thing. But where we met, um, you have to go back a few years. We were preparing for a very large event. Yeah. Um, no secret. I work for Home Depot yeah. right now. Right. And uh, we were preparing for a very large event where we needed polished presentations yeah. on some of the best product in our stores. Right. In the world. Uh, in the world. I don't be, want to diminish the Gorilla diminish Grip glove. Well, look, hey, <laughs> so, you know, that, but while that might have been what I'm selling the grip, at the time. It doesn't slip. The grip that never slips, right? <laughs> so, you know, yeah, we got to get that plug in. But at the end of the day, you know, I don't want to undersell that. We're like, a very large event in Las Vegas. It's one of the yep, largest yep. shows, mm -hmm. right? Um, uh, so, yeah, again, I want to go back on that. But it's definitely some of the best products in the world. Yeah, so we're, we've got to be polished Correct. in the presentations. And they were fast, rapid fire. So you did a presentation for us on the, 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 the glove. Yep. That doesn't slip. I'm yep. sure we could link to it on YouTube or sure, something, yeah, right? Can, it's yeah, out there, 100%. right? And it's in a super impressive, right? Mm -hmm. But I think the first time you ever did it, your presentation was like four minutes yeah. <laughs> and a whole bunch of dialogue. We're like, okay, this has to be 60 seconds. Yeah. Impossible. Um, but sure enough, over the course of revisions, uh, trimming out the script, getting a bunch of feedback from me and some of my peers, um, you were able to get this presentation into the 60-second thing mm -hmm. that was so impressive, right? And a big hit of the show, period, for that year. Uh, set you up to be the kickoff for the next year on a different product. Um, super entertaining for uh, the audiences. Um, very, very memorable. And it was kind of that process of trying to script this thing and get it tighter and get it tighter and get it tighter that we became friends. That's correct. Right? Yeah. Even though even though I've never bought a glove from you, <laughs> uh, you've never had a nail gun or a bag of dirt to sell to me. Um, yeah, we became friends because I think, uh, you know, we, we went through something together that wasn't easy, right? Yeah. We went through something together. And, uh, and so, and now you are the thing that you are today, which is the pitch man. Yeah. And to this day, if anybody asks me, well, hey, who gives good presentation? I'm like, hey, check out this YouTube video. This is a good presentation. Yeah. It's always your face on it. It's you doing the videos. Well, that's high praise. Right, so. Yeah, that's very high praise. And yeah. uh, that's definitely uh, the, exactly the way uh, that, that we met. Uh, formerly, we knew each other prior to that. Um, but I think it's funny because I want to add a little color to that story, okay. right? So <laughs> it, it, it's interesting, the dynamic, the different, you know, the, the dichotomy here when we're talking, you know, you have, we both had that shared experience, but uh, from the shoes that you were standing in and the glasses that you were looking at that situation through compared to 
what I was experiencing, right? Yes. So, um, the first time, so the level set, these were stage presentations, mic'd up. First time it's ever been done, as far as I know. First time. First time it's ever been done at New this, thing. At this yep. you know, big event. And um, a lot of eyeballs that are going to be on this stage. And so I get an invitation. So I'm just going to start from the beginning. I'm sitting you know, uh, at my desk or on my phone one day. I get an email that pings up and it's an invitation to come audition for a stage presentation. Yeah. I have no idea what You're that doing means. relationship selling yeah. to big box retail and you're like, an audition? Yeah, I'm going, okay, I got an audition. What the heck does that mean? Exactly, right? So we put this together with what we think and, and come in you know, with what I thought was a good presentation. And I want to be very transparent here, right? So I took a, I went to the University of Georgia and I took a class at Georgia. Um, now, I took a class at Georgia that required public speaking. Mm -hmm. And I dropped that course because the first time I went up and talked in front of the class, I could not stop shaking. I was oh, that yeah. scared. Like, this is not yeah. my cup of tea, yeah. right? So all of a sudden, I've got all these people who I need to have good relationships with in order to be successful at my job asking me to do a thing that I would not have at that time said. It's scary. It's scary to me. Especially in a room of people that you need the respect of. Exactly. We're all roughly the same age, yep. like we're grown adults, professionals, yeah. right? And yeah. now you're being asked to audition like you're a kid in a middle school play. That's correct. Right, and vulnerable as can be. Yeah, so we walk yeah. in, we go to this, this thing. Of course, everybody in my company is like, oh, okay, Brad, good luck, you know, and yeah. throw you in. <laughs> yeah, all right, good luck. And up that. to that point, yeah. I don't even know if you were – the national on the account. So I was selling. Weren't, you were in the level. region. Well, I was selling the field. Yeah, at I was the field. selling nationally, yeah, yeah, yeah. but at, at the, the field, field level. level. So right. you were in stores all the time doing these demos, but never at the at, a, at, a, at the big stage. Correct. Never for a group of merchants. No. Yeah. Yeah. So and it was right at that breaking point, right? So that yes. kind of all happened at the same time for me. Yeah. Um, but what I will say is that you know here I am. I walk into this room, and there must have been. 20 of you guys? Oh, more than that. Yeah, so it's It guys was an say, army. Yeah. And I roll this little card in, and I've got this you know, whole little script in my head, and I am like, what in the hell did I just step into, right? Because it's a room. You're like, okay, go. That's the, yeah. that's the direction. Yeah. So I just start talking, right? So obviously, you know, as you alluded to, it's much longer than it needed to be, not polished, all those things. But what was interesting is there's a method to the madness, right? Because... Yes. I've experienced that more times since that time working with you guys. Uh, different things. I've done a presentation for uh, project execution. I've done all these different presentations supporting events, uh, smaller scale. And every time I'm ready for that room where I walk in and it's just intimidating. And, you know, what I appreciate about that is, is it never was more intimidating than that. So if you can get through that first part. That's right. You know, That's right. Then the stage is like not a big deal. Yeah. So, and we did it so many times, you get those nerves out. And it turned out that for whatever reason, um, I don't necessarily see it as much as you guys do, but I had got a lot of good positive feedback. It kind of helped me be more confident, yeah, right? Sure. Yep. You know, more, more, more. Yep. And, and now it's a thing that, you know, I've been asked at, at my company to, you know, shoot videos specifically, you know, for product videos. I mean, almost like, you know, I mean, not, listen, not, 
to get it confused here, but almost like a Billy made for our company. You know, hey, we need to do this video. This it's a I'm getting an email. Hey, Brad, I need you to write a script and come do this. We're gonna go get on a fishing boat and we're gonna go do this thing. Which was a hilarious video. <laughs> <laughs> so, or fishing gonna, boat, big time. And, and part of that new markets. Hard. We're gonna have fun with it, right? But at yeah. the end of the day, you know, I owe that to a certain degree to you, and that really established me at a certain level that it helped me to level up in my career isn't that Um, true though i bet you probably never as nervous as the first time in that room but when the next year came around and it was a new demo Mm -hmm. with the glove that the cut glove glove, Mm -hmm. um first time you did it in the room probably red face Mm -hmm. nervous as can be Mm -hmm. um but then the 10th time not at all yeah but, I mean, there's a process to that. And actually, you know, that was all by design. The first time we did that two years ago, I was the captain of this group. Yep. And a uh, little known fact, I, I was on stage as a kid. Oh, were you? <laughs> yeah, I, didn't I, did, know that. I did shows as a high schooler. Um, but you learn to drill these things. The first time is going to be horrifying and nerve-wracking for everyone. Second time, a little bit less. Third time, a little bit less. By the time you're four or five times in... It's old hat, right? It's like not a big deal. That's when people's talent starts really coming out. When you can get past the red face and the flush body and the <laughs> ah, the fight or flight, you know, response where you're desperate to just get out of the situation. Yeah. Um, but you've you came through on the other end as like a notable, well known pitch man. Yeah. Well, right. So I've always time. appreciated how you've been able to take. Um, selling messages and boil them down into real quick, simple, you know, digestible, you know, presentations. It is. It's yeah. helped me too. You know, one of the things it did do is it gave me, you know, we talked about how I kind of started and I think it's actually a competitive advantage against people that are also for other companies or even at my company, they're in the same position, but maybe with a different account or maybe even on the same account, just a different category is the experience and how I landed in this role compared to how others, I don't think it's, it's not the normal path, right? Yeah. So to come up through the field, because what I experienced was a lot of guys who I had taken the time to build relationships with coming through and sitting down and watching and going, hey, that's Brad, the guy who gets on a flight and comes to New York if I need him or comes to yeah. LA and then I, now I'm on stage supporting the, the court, you know, selling the corporate message and it really legitimized me. And, you know, as recently as yesterday, some of those guys, these guys have large buying power, the ability to make big swings in our business, yes. you know, and, um, you know, as recently as yesterday, getting calls from, from those guys that truly submitted me as somebody, uh, that could speak for the business, yeah. right, yeah. And, and do and do a thing, right. Then whatever that thing needs to be, I can help. Well, and yeah, and you have a process now, right? Yes. You know what it takes to get polished, and right. not everybody does because not everybody's been through that fire. Yeah, right. That red face flush panic scenario. <laughs> you know what's funny about the and then do it again, do it again, you know do it again. About the timing of this conversation, <laughs> you know what I'm doing tomorrow, right? What that uh, for who? For Jillian. Really? Yeah. So Where? we're uh, at, at, over at, over the, at the building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the same thing Very cool. for the third year in a row. It's just, it, that's That was not planned, but it's literally tomorrow. I should tomorrow. come crash it. It would be a lot of fun. Show up. You know. As um, an inaugural member. 
yeah. <laughs> of the format. So through we also did events uh, monthly where we would travel to different markets. And, you know, when you're on the road, you're away from your family, you're away from, you know, your support systems or whatever. You know, it's almost, I always call it a traveling circus. But, you know, yeah, at the is. end of the day, we, we travel as a group, you know, merchants and suppliers. Um, and to go to these different markets and really train up the local leadership on what's new and great in those categories. And um, so that was a a really another way that, you know, you and I had those touch points. Every month we'd see each other even though we didn't have that direct. And so you and I became friends, and at some point, you know, we talked about doing a podcast, right? Well, why in the hell would anybody want to listen to what, you know, our (laughs) I don't know yeah, if they are. They may not, right? <laughs> the two of us want to listen to. But what we thought was that, you know, one thing that happens when you're in this industry and the people start to see you as somebody who uh, is somewhat of an expert in the industry is, you know, people come out of the woodworks with different products. They come with, you know, I can't yeah. tell you how many times I've had people say, hey, oh, can Just you help asking, me sell this mm-hmm. or help me do that? or Asking can I for buy advice, this? support, mm-hmm. who can I call? Yeah. Who do I talk to? How yeah. did you do it? Mm-hmm. I get all of that. Man. A lot of that. You I get, get it. I get it. We've both been paid to, to have phone conversation, consult, yeah. but, you know, asked to anyway to go and, and, and consult and do these different things. And so what we thought would be interesting was to just have a long-form kind of conversation, sit down and open up a forum, so to speak, um, to maybe help people... Uh, you know, help themselves, right? And yeah. and answer some of those questions, whether it's through email, whether it's through bringing people in, uh, maybe it's through us sharing stories, bringing people in to share their uh, uh, stories and how they mm-hmm. landed, whether it's a successful person or a person who's gone through this before, whether it's an industry veteran, uh, maybe even somebody who has tried and failed, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. and just really provide a, a platform to, to talk about maybe if you have a product or an idea or something, everybody wants the new big best thing, right? But uh, maybe kind of just discussing the process of how that how that really happens. Yeah, I think if we if we share our experiences, and, and that's kind of where this came from, is we both have talked about how um, we're teachers and helpers at heart. Uh-huh. Bottom line, correct. Neither one of us would ever be described as ruthless. No, we're both in jobs where I think if you were to draw a caricature of it caricature of it uh it would be ruthless right mm-hmm. someone carrying bags of money yeah. right which is not the life either of us lead no, it's not. <laughs> at all no. um but we both come from a place of wanting to help other people uh and so i i think the dialogue between us about some of the stories the way that we see the industry the way we see supplier merchant relationships the way you see merchants the way i see suppliers yeah I think there's a lot of value in yep. some of that, and people will take from it what they will. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but it does come from a, a position of wanting to teach and help yep. others. Uh, you know, uh, get to market. Right. I say all the time, a good merchant will look at product wherever it is. Right. Um, unfortunately, when you're a merchant at a big mass retailer, you will fall in to the mindset of well, I'm the big guy, they're going to come to me, mm-hmm. right? And in a lot of sense, that's true. I mean, we are. And so people will typically travel far and wide to come and see us. Um, but you know, I've looked at product in the office, in stores. I've looked at it out of the back of people's trunks, in parking lots. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And you have to be willing to do that, right? When you're willing to do that, you get to see you get to see product in like a real state and it's not so sanitized. Right. Mm. Which is another point of this podcast is I would say between you and I, you never hear much insider bullshit jargon. Yeah. (laughs) You're not, you're not going to hear corporate speak, marketing speak. You're not going to hear a lot of polished discussion other than what years of experience have given us. Um, the discussions you and I have always had have been very real, yep. very common talk, uh, hopefully in language anybody can understand. Um, and if you ever catch me using insider words, you know, punch me in the face because I hate it. I won't stand for <laughs> I it. I do. I just, I don't want, I don't want what we do to be sanitized to any degree. I want it to just kind of be real, authentic, and always coming from a place where we're helping other people. Right. Yeah, and so one of the things that you said, I wanted to kind of tie it back. So it's not only how you know the the relationship between this, but also the the difference in how we would look at. You talked about seeing product, right? So people bring it to me all the time. How would you sell this? And you know, when it comes to you, it's, would you buy this? And so we've got different glasses on when we look. But at I'm it. also thinking, how do you sell it? How do you sell it? Just to someone else, right? So how do I pass it along? That's right. Yeah. And, you know, so I do think that there is a value, hopefully, you know, to people out there because I just know that, you know, you say you could fall into the trap of, you know, people will come to me. Um, I think sometimes people fall into the trap of, you know, I've got everything I need. Why I don't, you know, I don't yeah, want to see anything. And so, you know. It, You're it, not it, a good merchant if you think that way. And, and I'm, Bottom line. again, you know, but it is something that people who, there are a lot of people who fall into that. Uh, a bucket so to speak and you have people trying to they don't know what they're doing how to sell a product and they don't know who to call when to call how to get in front of them or any of that stuff and you know these are all things that um that are real and that people experience and uh that possibly we could um you know help people yeah i think for sure you and i know that better than anybody right you know it from the Make a phone call side. I know that from picking up a phone side. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, certainly, certainly. We've got so I didn't want to say this too, man. Like, uh, you know, we, we have a friendship, but I've always looked at you, you know, as somebody that I admire and somebody that uh, that that I would count as a, as a mentor more than a friend or as much as a friend. Right. So somebody that I look to you as, you know, is kind of if I thought I was going to do something, um, I would probably run it by you. You know what I mean? Yeah, nice Which is why, say. you know, yeah. well, it's not, it's kind of how we landed here. It's like, you know, I, I don't know if you remember this. It was a text. Hey, man, we should do a podcast. And you were like, funny you should say <laughs> and that. I, you know? I responded, yeah, we should. <laughs> yeah. So, and then what? It's like a year later. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> here we are. But, you know, sometimes, you know, we got to kind of fit it in. So um, I did, you know, you do some things too. And you, you touched on this, the leadership, the teaching. Uh, that aspect of kind of our core—I uh, don't know what you call it—character, core, who yeah, we are, core, right? Core values. Core values, call, right? Core values. Um, I, I don't want to lose sight of that too, because there's some things that you've done that I've, I've watched. And I was hoping you would talk about it for a second. Elaborate. Is, yeah, elaborate. Which is, you know, you see it. You, you ran a, about a thousand miles oh, or something geez. last year, and I'm just curious. You know, number one, how'd you land on that? Why'd you do it? Um, and you know. Why should anybody do anything like that? Does it help you in life, in business? Is it translator? Is it just you did a thing to do a thing? And I, I mean, I'm kind of leading you there, but you know, because I, I think I know what you're going to say, but I, I want to hear you say it. Uh, okay, great. Um, so yes, I did. I ran a thousand miles. That's impressive. Uh, last That's amazing. Year. Um, and you know, within our world, our retail world, 
Um, not a lot of people are doing that. Um, but in my running world, a lot of people run a thousand miles. What's the difference? It's not easy, no matter who you are. If you're in the runner world or not, it is not easy. And honestly, I'm loosely in the runner world. Okay. I wouldn't even call myself a runner. I like running. Um, I played soccer all growing up. I uh, was entrenched in like lifting and CrossFit for years. I've done trail running uh you know for you know five six years that's it mm-hmm. i'm not fast right i can carry a decent pace right but i like long runs and the only reason why i'm still running the distances that i'm running today is because it's not about fitness and it stopped being about fitness for me several years ago for me it's my it's my meditation time it's my contemplative time. It's where I think about ideas. Um, that's why I know I'm a teacher at heart is because when I'm on the trail, on my own, in the quiet, my thoughts always run immediately to how can I explain this concept, right? How can I help somebody with this thing? Like how can I coach or teach something a little bit better, right? As soon as I recognized it in myself, I embraced it in myself. And now I won't miss runs because I know what I get from it. There is a whole other mentality side of it that helps to reset me, calm me, helps me kind of sort through, um, sort through, you know, whatever it is that I'm, I'm thinking about. Right. Yeah. So it is super important to me, but I am generally pretty darn physical. Right. I like doing all kinds of stuff. Right. Yeah. The other part of the run, though, is that most of those miles come in the early morning in the dark, right? I have four kids, right? And I've coached my kids in sports. In the evenings, life is consumed. There is no time. So the only way I've been able to get this in is by waking up earlier. And I was never the person ever that was willing to wake up early. Mm. (laughs) I was always a, how much time do I need to get in the shower, get in the car, get to work on time? And get as much sleep as I possibly can. That'll that'll change for me, you know, seven eight years ago, and that's when I started coming to these realizations, right? Mm-hmm. Where I where I was getting, it was much more of a mindful exercise for me than it ever was exercise or fitness or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So there's been a lot of benefits um, uh, that way, right? And so my physical goals don't change. Well, and then the other side of it is sure I did the thousand miles, but I've been writing about it all along. Yeah. I've been sharing my experience all along, which was a fairly vulnerable thing to do in the first place. The very first time I wrote my first article on LinkedIn and I put it out there for the world, right before I hit send, I was like, oh gosh, they're going to laugh at me. Like, why am I even sharing this? Yeah. You know, people aren't going to take it seriously. No one's going to read it. You know, they're going to think I'm full of myself. And I just kind of had to calm myself and tell the reason I did this in the first place is because I'm trying to help people understand that they can do it. You can have a help. Uh, uh, you can have a stressful job. You can have a big job with a lot of responsibility. Um, you can have people that work for you and people that you work for and have just a crazy, crazy life and still do stuff like this. You can fit it all in. So that was a message I was trying to convey. Mm-hmm. And the whole running theme has kind of been a good way to do it. And so every article I've written since, every post I've done since has come with that anxiety. Uh, people are going to laugh at me. Why am I doing this? But I have to anchor in on, I am genuinely trying to help people. Yeah. Thankfully, it's caught 
steam to a certain degree. I'm in the halls at the office and man, people stop me all the time. They'll come into my office and be like, hey, where are you? You know, what mile are you on? How much do you have left? Yeah. Um, and so that's that's been, you know, that's been, uh, you know, that's helped me un understand that it, it's been working. What I was trying to do, accomplish, mm -hmm. is working. So the new goal for this year is still going to run a thousand miles. Yeah. I have a few really long races this spring I'm preparing for. But I told you before, you my new goal is run 300 of those miles with colleagues. So the 1,000 miles is still a mental thing for me, it's super important to me, but I'm really trying to help other people get there also, right? That you can be a badass in your job and you can be fit and healthy and you can transcend the fitness piece of it and make it a meditative, contemplative activity and be better at your job for it. Mm -hmm. Really, that's what it comes down to. I think that's, that's why I do those things. And that's why I share as much as I do about it. Right? Well, I, I actually, I think it's... And you have to have uh, hobbies. Yeah, well, you do, <laughs> so. right? But it, it's actually, you know, I'm, I'm kind of envious of you that you've figured that out for yourself, right? Because I think I find myself in a situation where I'm going, okay, well, I've, I've got this this thing I'm managing on, this, this big, uh, this, this big job, so to speak, or this big uh, um, uh, thing that I'm in in charge of so to speak right but i don't i haven't committed to or figured out how to turn it off mm -hmm. as much right and so oh, it, what yeah, i heard you say was you know you have this this avenue and it's you've learned how to wake up early we already wake up early you've learned how to wake up earlier mm -hmm. and you know create this time for yourself that's turned into meditative time and to me that's something that I crave, mm -hmm. um, but I'm also human, right? I geared, I'm geared towards doing things that I'm good at. So when I look at you and I'm going, God, why does he have to be doing run? Like, why does he have to be running? Why can't it be something like that I'd be good at so I can Dude, like we can, it, we right? can bench, we can deadlift, yeah, we, we can do whatever do, you want. So bench. Just so whatever. Like, you know, let's do whatever we want to do, push-ups or something. And maybe that's what it'll be. But, you know, um, of course, you know, running is a thing I've always shot away from because it hurts. You yeah, know, I'm not does. good at it, right? It but um but I'm really impressed by what it was, and I never obviously judged the, the post. I, I got a lot out of it, and I think a lot of people did, because, you know, you can do hard things, you know, and still um, and, and still accomplish all the things that you have to do and yeah. be good at it. And, and matter of fact, be better for it. And yeah. one of the things when you told me the new goal was to run 300 miles with colleagues and, and people that you're with, not only will it help them, it, that alone will help you, because... That'll strengthen the relationship and the bond. I, I see it that way, right? Is I, I am trying to create a community, right? Uh -huh. I'm trying to help people um, understand they can can accomplish more. But I selfishly want to be around people like that, yeah. right? Uh, because it does. It makes all of you better, right? Uh -huh. It's infectious, right? You breed off of each other. The other interesting thing is is that a lot of days, uh, it's the hardest thing I've done all day. Right. So you can go to work and I've been in some extremely set stressful situations at work. I've had in the past some extremely stressful bosses, hmm. um, very demanding times. I was in seasonal for a long time. And man, the amount of uh, uh, contact coming from the field um, and being that close to the customer and the okay, issues nice. that are happening, they have to be resolved and they come with a lot of stress. Right. And you are on all the time. 
But when you run eight miles in the morning with, you know, up and over a mountain where you've got 2,000 feet of climbing, that's the hardest thing you've done all day. Mm -hmm. It actually puts in perspective the interactions that you start having throughout the day. Right. And so if things go south and maybe I forgot something and I'm just getting dressed down by a boss, it's kind of like I can take it. I'm not going to get I'm not going to shrivel under the pressure. Instead, I'm problem solving. I'm thinking I've done my meditative practices uh, and, and and I go into action mode. Right. How do we fix or solve or address it? Um, it's helped to bring balance that way. And my blood pressure always stays low. My heart rate's nice and <laughs> nice and low. There's some other benefits, obviously, also. Yeah. So what about you? You're going to start you're going to come out. You're going to do these 300 with me. Well, I don't know if I'm going to do 300 with you, but I will do a you portion can at of least the 300 get, with you. You yeah. could get 30 of them. Oh, yeah. Okay, so look. You have a right whole now, year yeah, right to now, get 30 miles. I will, I will commit to 30 of those miles, but I will also commit to, by the next time we sit down here, I will have some big goal physically for me that I will, that I will chase. And I, I, the one thing I want to do is... Uh, you know, it's going to be something I'm good at. I'm not going to go run a thousand miles, but it's also going to be something that's hard. Yeah. So that's you know. life changing. Something yeah. that is potentially transformative that you have to think about every day, every week. Okay. That's I'll what I believe that. in. Okay. That's the type of goal you got to have. Well, and I'll run it by. And if you say that's not hard enough, you tell me. Like, well, who am I to say? But I you can't. know what? Like, look, it's here's up the to thing. you. It, it is up to me. But see, the thing is, though, is that I'm trying to emulate what you're doing. So, like, if if you think I'm if I'm doing a lay, if it's a layup and you're looking for, and it's a slam dunk is what the, the goal is and that's what we're going to do, then, um, you know, just tell me. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll throw it up there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my first pass because I, I need to, I have a strong desire to level up right yeah. now, right? So I feel like that, you know, there are things in my life that I could do better, yeah. you know, and I, I don't want to ever sit here and be super self-important like, okay, well, I'm going to record my thoughts on something and because I'm smart and I know all these things. The reality is I think there's a, a piece of that vulnerability and what I saw you with the post and all that stuff that also is motivating. Mm, yeah. And I feel like I want to, I'll put it out there and I might not do it. What does that mean? You know, Or I might do it and what did I experience? But that can be part of the journey here yeah. is you know, setting hard goals and you know, uh, uh, did I give up? If I did, why? What yeah. happened? Like, am I, you know, and so I can just tell you that, that definitely uh, I've seen you kind of level up. I've seen you uh, level up in your career this year. Yeah, a little bit of a change. Yeah, and I've seen you doing these things. And so I'm going, okay, well, you know, if I'm getting close to that next, wanting to take that next step maybe in my career, yeah. maybe <clears throat> maybe I need to catch up. You know, some of the personal stuff, too, and, and do something similar to what you're doing and get myself ready for that move. Because, you know, I do I do envy the meditative piece mm. of it and being able to learn how to turn that off. Because I think you're there, yeah. and I'm still, you know, in that spot where I'm going to bed at night thinking about, like, you know, some promotion for Q3, right? And I think that that's <laughs> not necessarily the healthiest place to be at all the time. But it definitely, uh, it definitely helps me. Yeah, uh, stay ahead of. Uh, well, and so, but also understand, I don't think that there's any such thing as work-life balance either. Though. Okay, you don't. No. Okay. I think that doing one makes you better at the other, mm. right? Um, 
And it is integration because our jobs don't shut off, no. right? And so for as much as I'll talk about physical things, uh, the thousand miles or whatever, I'm still doing that tops, right? Two hours a day, four times a week. If I logged all my hours in a single week of running, maybe in a single week I've run for six or seven or eight hours, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I'm working all the time, right? I'm in the office physically 10 hours plus a day and constantly on the phone, worried about things, right? Addressing business needs throughout. It's not like we can ever shut off. We don't have jobs like that. Mm -hmm. If you're in retail, you can't shut off. People that can shut off, honestly, they have easy jobs, right? They haven't, they're not where they, well, they're doing the job they want, they're doing. It's not what it's like having the jobs that you and I have. You can't shut it off. So for me, it's about integration. Because like this morning, I'm on my run and uh, the, where my mind went, because I let, I let myself go there, mm-hmm. was all about my team, right? Mm-hmm. What do I need to do to get my team to move faster, right? Yeah. To, because we've got a couple of uh, folks on our team that really are producing results at a rapid pace. So it's... How can I take that and get the rest of them like producing at that pace, right? And have like this hunger for business. Mm. That's what I spent the whole run thinking about is just running ideas over and over and over. And so sure it's meditative and it's a run, but oh, dear good, my goodness, right? For an hour and a half, all I did was think about the people that I work with. Well, that's because you care about them. Yeah, I mean, the, they go the together. Reality. You know, right? well, it does for you. It does it for yeah. everybody, right? So that's and, the and, thing. And for me, I'm not thinking, oh, I got to shut off from work. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my life, right? It is. And that's where I think that, you know, um, that, that it is it's very different. And I think that people sometimes, again, are, are don't really understand what it takes to succeed in this type of industry, right? And I can tell you, similar to what you're saying, it's like... Um, I know that I've got a team of people now that's transforming. You know, there were three of us that were here at, at 10 o'clock last night working through the deal, and it was like, hey, let's stop, you know, we'll stop now and we'll pick up again first thing in the morning. And, you know, we might be here until 10 30, 11 o'clock tonight. Not because that's the best way to do it, but because at the time being, with what we have in front of us, that's what it takes. That's what you have to do. And I used to look around, you know, and not not just this going to be, I've been in situations where I've looked around and there weren't people there, and it's great, man, when you have some people. And the hope is that you can bring more people into that fold, right? That's right. Whether whether it's working late or working hard. Because there's energy uh with that mentality, right? And, And the result becomes better. The product becomes better, mm-hmm. not the, not the physical product, but the the whole the whole deal, right? The the presentation, the you know whatever it is. And if I've got three people in a room, you know who knows who's going to be the one to see the thing that nobody else saw that's going to really yeah. take a project over the top. And so um, I'm always I'm really big on that. And and I what I heard you say right there though when you were thinking about that again, it's because you care. And I appreciate and I I tend to agree with what you're saying. I never thought about it the way you just put it, but there's people that I work with that I genuinely care about that are friends. Yeah. Sure. You know, and you know, I don't so I don't necessarily have that cutoff. And I think you just very kind of eloquently said it's a because it's a difference in the type of situations we're in is no you don't get to turn it off. So we're we're in tough so you're almost you're it's sometimes you're you know, you're in the trenches with them. Yeah. You're yeah. going to share experiences. You're going to share hardships. You're yeah. going to share 
wins. Yep. You know, those are fun too. Yep. You know, um, but at the end of the day, it makes us better. We're working at a speed. I've seen people come to this company and come onto our team, and they're like, "What in the hell are you guys doing?" Like <laughs> they're drinking from a fire hose, literally. Mm-hmm. Because you know, but I do know that if you can succeed at that pace and succeed here, and you can succeed supporting the customer or or the the company that you work for, for you know specifically, um, and working at that pace, you can do anything. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. So. Um, hey, good conversation. I think so. Yeah. This episode one. Is right? it? Right? Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Welcome to the Merchant and the Pitch Man Podcast. No, 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 no. Welcome to the Merchant and the Pitch Man Podcast. Pretty good for a beginner. Welcome to the Merchant and the Pitch Man Podcast. Okay, we got to stop this. <laughs>